1: Hola po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast.
0: Marami nagpahayag ng pangamba na hindi sinsero ang alok na ito ay isang trap na ang habol lang ay siraan at pahiyain ako. Marami nagpayo na dapat kong tanggihan ang alok dahil pagpasa lang ito sa akin ang responsibilidad para sa mga kabiguan ng drug war.
1: Against all advice and warnings, Vice President Lenny Robredo this week accepted President Duterte's challenge for her to help lead the administration's war on drugs. She acknowledges the enormity of the task and the politics and on-record hostility underlying many people's concerns, but Robredo says this also represents an opportunity for reform from within.
0: Kung ito ang pagkakataon para matigil ang patayan ng mga inosente at mapanagot ang kailangang managot, papasanin ko ito. Kaya tinatanggap ko ang trabaho na binibigay sa akin ng Pangulo.
1: The Vice President's Liberal Party made fear that she's being set up to fail. She was quoted by a news report as saying that the drug war has, in fact, already been a failure. She says she was taken out of context. But in any case, President Duterte's subsequent response, inviting her to become drug czar, did not come off as a sincere, good faith invitation as much as an insulted and mocking dare. <laughs> I will surrender my powers to enforce the law. I'll give it ko sa Vice President. I'll give ko sa Kanya mga six months. Sia ang Magdala. Tigna natin kung anomoyare. Now it is official. The President has appointed Robredo to co chair the Interagency Committee on Anti Illegal Drugs, or ICAD, and you will no doubt be hearing that acronym a lot in the coming months. The president initially said he would give Robredo full powers to run the drug war for six months. Now, the palace says the responsibility is until June 2022 or until the president removes her from the post. In the meantime, another thing that political observers and Robredo supporters find worth noting, the post has Malacanang announcing that Robredo has once again a seat at the table of the Duterte cabinet. It signals, they say, that the president himself could be finally recognizing the legitimacy of Robredo as vice president, notwithstanding a still-pending protest against that standing with a komelek, in which case they say Robredo, in accepting the challenge against everyone's cynicism, may have hit two birds with one stone. Chinese warship, may I know why I should alter my course 10 miles from Scarborough Shoal? Is there a Chinese territory? That was Filipino ship captain Manolo Ebora from the deck of the Green Aura, a Greek tanker sailing under the flag of Liberia with a crew of 21 Filipino sailors making their way to China in a testy radio exchange some weeks back with the Chinese Navy and Coast Guard. Ebora and the Green Aura were six nautical miles from Scarborough Shoal when their radar detected several Chinese vessels in the area. Ebora recorded his back and forth with the Chinese.
2: Mr. Chinese worship,
0: please as your call to zero zero zero
1: Why should I alter my course? I'm just passing the, this area. Is there any reason?
2: It is China Coast Guard. This area is under the jurisdiction of Chinese government. You should keep away from this area.
1: Malakanyang's initial reaction was to, one, say they needed to verify the authenticity of the recordings, and two, that this was not necessarily a matter of national concern as Green Aura was sailing under the Liberian flag. But this latest run-in, if not of the Philippines, at the very least of Filipinos, with the Chinese Navy and Coast Guard, is but the latest episode to capture and illustrate the tensions and dynamics at play in the South China Sea and what Manila demarcates as its rightful West Philippine Sea. In 2016, the United Nations Convention for the Law of the Sea rejected China's sweeping nine-dash line claim over parts of the West Philippine Sea and it declared Scarborough Shoal an international fishing ground open to all. And Ibora, in his exchange with Chinese officers, summed up what the Duterte government has been reluctant to assert with Beijing. I just maintained my passage, uh, how, 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 how become this one is a Chinese territory, i just passing innocent. So you mean this is a Chinese? I think this is a Philippines uh, water, this is Kaburo, it's not a Chinese. Meanwhile, still in the seas but in an area undisputed, another Filipino is also in the limelight for having reportedly discovered what will may be the largest volcanic caldera on Earth. Geologist and geophysicist Jenny Ann Barreto from GNS Science has published research entitled Benham Rice Unveiled, Morphology and Structure of an Eocene Large Igneous Province in the West Philippine Sea Basin. Co-authored by fellow scientists Ray Wood and John Milsom, the paper describes a 150-kilometer caldera in Benham Rise, now dubbed Apolaki. We asked Jenny to help us visualize and understand the Apolaki caldera and the significance of their findings. You
2: could imagine a, a dinner plate. If you turn the dinner plate upside down, uh, Apolaki caldera would be the top portion of the bulging side. It's um, almost circular, almost perfectly circular in in shape. It's rim and it has a diameter of about uh, 150 kilometers. The eastern side is partially merged with a central block. So if you could imagine your upside down inner plate, there's a, a bulge at the center And that bulge is uh, merged to the eastern rim of the Caldera. To the southwest, the rim is broken. Your circular rim is not perfectly continuous.
1: The research on Benham started in 2008, and the original objective was not entirely for science.
2: The only objective of the research or the study was to show that ben rise is connected to the Philippine landmass. That was the requirement in, in UNCLOS, in the law of the sea. But then, later on in 2015, we decided to look again at the bathymetry data that was collected by NAMRIA. But this time, we thought that we would look at the data purely from a scientific perspective. We noticed that there seems to be a feature on the crest or the summit, that's the top of the of Benham Rise, that has a form similar to a volcanic caldera.
1: Barreto says the Apulaki Caldera is so large it does not equate with other calderas found on Earth. At approximately 150 kilometers across, it is twice the size of the famous Yellowstone caldera in Wyoming, USA. It is so large, in fact, that the researchers had to literally look to other planets to appreciate its scale that, until now, was literally out of this world. So
2: it is more comparable in size to calderas found in uh, volcanoes on Mars and Venus.
1: Mareto and Team's report has further piqued the interest of geologists and oceanographers to take a look at features in the Philippines.
2: The presence of this huge size of a volcanic caldera on the rise, geologically speaking, it implies that underneath that there is an equally sized magma chamber you scientists are, are excited about this one because there's none so far that we have found on Earth that has this size 56 to 34 million years ago when it was active. So it excites uh, scientists who are also working in the oceanography space, those who, who study the seawater and even climate. Because we could imagine that there was a time in the geologic past that we have this massive volcanic activity from Nicolaki Caldera, from Benyabras, that had an impact to its environment.
1: Barreto hopes that the discovery will spark the interest of other Filipino scientists.
2: Hopefully it will open doors for other geoscientists to do more research not just on Benham Rice, but also on other sciences in the
1: Philippines. Now, still to come on this podcast, let's go to the capital of Rizal. Alam mo ba kung sa Even Googling might lead you to the wrong answer for now. But before we get to that... This interlude is brought to you by the Chamber Orchestra Radical Dreamers. And in case you're a fan of anime, you will recognize this as the song from Torimon. Radical Dreamers is performing this and other anime and video game themes at the two-part concert Melody Road. We spoke to Independent Play Executive Producer Valine Aquino to tell us more about their upcoming concert. They're
0: an 18-piece chamber orchestra and a 10-piece choir. We also have one soprano singing the solos. All of them are video game and anime fans that are classically trained. Na hindi lang yung attendees yung fans, even the musicians themselves.
1: Varin also says the concert is a throwback to 90s kids who grew up watching anime on television and playing video games.
0: The lineup also is nostalgic in itself. Hindi mo siya matatakbuhan kasi if you were my age at 30... You would have grown up with this. This was everything that TV had after the telenovelas. She wanted to give it also that experience to people our age. As well as, you know, getting the younger generation experience Yet Kaya may mga recent uh, na anime na lineup like Boku no Hero and Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer there. For the anime, oh. Sunday, November 10th. We have delivery service. And then for the anime, the Raymond Naruto, Kimi no Nawa, Kimetsu no Yaba, and Boku no So for the December 8th, it's really half Final Fantasy.
1: Radical Dreamers will be in concert with a full anime showcase on November 10th at the Green Sun Hotel in Makati. Then they will have a video game showcase. That's right, video game theme songs by a chamber orchestra on December 8th.
0: So if you want to buy tickets, uh, please just go to www.melodyroad.ph and please do follow our socials at Melody Road on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: Oh, balik tayo sa Rizal. And if you googled it right, you would know that its capital is actually Pasig. Not Antipolo. But all this is about to change as the House of Representatives has passed on second reading a bill that would finally transfer the capital and seat and government of Rizal from Pasig City, from Metro Manila for that matter, to Antipolo. Pasig has always been the capital of Rizal on paper. Parang Here's a brief history lesson from our resident historian, Sab Schnabel, who is also the host of our podcast, What's Up.
0: What happened was Rizal Province was created before the NCR was created. And we originally, the NCR was originally part of that Rizal Province. And so when it got chopped up, it got chopped up kind of weird. On November 7, 1975, by virtue of Presidential Decree Number 824, the 12 most progressive towns of Rizal, namely Las Piñas, Muntinlupa Taguig, Paranaque, Pateros, Makati, Mandaluyong, San Juan, Malabon, Navotas, Pasig, and Marikina were incorporated into the newly formed Metro Manila area. And so originally, Pasig was part of Rizal, but in 1975, Manila became its own sort of region, and they pulled the more prosperous sections, the more progressive sections of Bulacan and Rizal province.
1: News flash, medyo kinukulang tayo sa tubig. Metro Manila has been facing a water crisis for the past months and actually the challenge has been there for years, if not decades. And now, it is not just about declining water levels in Angat. The latest episode of Usapang Ekon takes on the many and complex factors including a long-festering problem not just with supply but equally important with distribution. Economist J.C. Punung Bayan speaks with National Scientist Dr. Raul Fabella in this clip from that episode.
0: Ang privatization ng water uh, happened in the 1990s. Prior to that, ang experience natin was of long queues, long water service interruptions, essentially a water crisis, at a time when the customer base of MWSS was about 7 million now you know it's 14 mm. million. And then they looked at concession agreements. Concession agreement is a PPP, private-public partnership. and concessionaire runs the whole show, but the assets belong to the government and will return to the government at the end of the concession period. Paano po nangyari na dalawa po yung concessionaire? Bakit hindi po tatlo, bakit hindi lima? First of all,
1: the other elemental question is, bakit hindi na buong Metro Manila, isang concessionaire lang? And to hear Dr. Fabelia answer and expound on that question, catch the full episode of Usapang Econ Podcast entitled Usapang Tubig on Puma Podcast. At yan po ang mga headline na Puma Podcast. If you like what you hear, maybe you wouldn't mind helping us. Please spread the word about Puma Podcast. Tell a podcast-loving friend. And two, do consider giving us a thumbs up or a review on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have suggestions or concerns, email us at pumapodcast at gmail.com. Maraming maraming salamat po.